Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post-op, together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win, and they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Hey, hey, everybody. Today, I have Gina Genovese. So you message on Instagram. You really want to tell your story. You want to put it out there. I think that's super important for us to share um, and, you know, to not only validate what we're doing you know, with our self-care and our goals, but also it, it really helps other people. It, re- it, really, it really does make does. a difference. Yeah, it does. It makes a big difference. I wish I had this platform and all this, like this whole community back when I first had surgery, because mm-hmm. it would have made my recovery a lot easier, honestly, because I had a really rough recovery. Very oh my rough. gosh, me too. So I like to start off the episodes with what brought you to bariatrics and when was that? So I... So I wasn't familiar with weight loss surgery until 2018. Um, I went to my primary doctor, concerned about my weight, like normal, tried diets, tried everything. Nothing worked for me. Um, they put me on like Topamax for a couple months. My body got so used to it that I just stopped losing weight. I think I lost like 12 pounds from it. So my doctor's actually the one that recommended weight loss surgery. I think I tried so, that too. I tried. They put yeah, me on Topamax, that too. Yeah. Yeah, but and it, it had some it, weird it, side effects, though, didn't it? Um, like hair loss was like, one of them, and I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm not I trying to lose my hair." I got lucky; I did not lose my hair at that point in time. Later down the road, I lost <laughs> like all my hair, but no, I think it just made me like, I don't know. I definitely felt different. I always had like a stomachache. I feel like the only thing that really benefited from it though was I had migraines when I was plus size, and mm. that medicine helped tremendously. Yeah. Other than that. It was fine. But then after month two or three on it, it stopped working. And then it, it just, just, yeah. Yeah. And my body just like got abused. It stopped working. But I started that whole process. I think I rushed my process, to be honest. I know everyone's insurance is different. My insurance company was um, four consecutive months of dietitian appointments. So that was it. So I know some people have like six months to like a year of appointments. Mine was only four months, maybe even yeah. three. Yeah. So it was quick. So I started this whole process in, I want to say, April of 2018. I had surgery in November of 2018. Wow. So that's how that's how quick I had it. And I don't think mm-hmm. I actually like, mentally prepared myself for it because I knew what weight loss surgery was, but I don't think I did enough research to know like what I was actually in for. Yeah, I don't think honest. I don't think anybody could prepare themselves no. for losing. No uh 80 percent of their up to 80 percent of their stomach that's like saying hey uh tomorrow we're gonna cut your arm off and yes you know you're gonna have to learn how to be one-armed so you can't (laughs) until it's gone and then you're like oh shit i 
No, and I did not mentally prepare myself for that surgery. And I remember, this is terrible. I remember YouTubing. I was, that's what I did. YouTube was my thing back then because TikTok wasn't a thing back then either. So YouTube was my jam. And I was on all night long. I'd be on YouTube watching these videos about, I had the weight loss surgery. And the one girl lied about like her psych, I think it was like the psych test. She like taught people how to lie on the psych test, which which I, I would not recommend. But I did what she'd said and I passed. And I probably should. <laughs> I need yeah. to think that extra. I think I need that extra month or two of like mentally preparing myself, to be honest, because I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, no, it I was think if you have to lie on the psych test, um, you're, not, <laughs> you're not ready. Yeah. If no. you have to work really hard to cheat, you probably shouldn't cheat and just read the damn book or do the homework or do whatever yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this girl lied about like her eating habits. Actually, I didn't lie about my eating habits. That's one thing I didn't lie about. But other things, I was like, oh, like trying to get along with my uh, therapist at the time. <laughs> yeah. So how did it go when you I, went to your surgery? Um. So I had surgery November 1st of 2018 and I was fine. I had so I had it in the morning. I came out of anesthesia. I was like knocked out for the majority of the day. And then I was actually admitted in the hospital for five days. I, they would not let me go home. Like they would not let me go home. I could not get any liquids down like oh, at wow. all. Yeah. So I was in the hospital for a really long time and it was rough. As soon as I had the surgery, I was like, why did I do this to myself? If I'm yeah. <laughs> like, it was rough. Um, I had the resident come in and he did not, I guess he didn't know that we're supposed to sip water. Like that's like the most important thing. Uh-huh. He was telling me to take it like a shot. So it was just coming right back up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I was really sick. I couldn't get apple juice. I couldn't get anything down at all. Um, After day five, we had like, I think it was like, I don't know what her role was, but she came in. I know she was in the bariatric floor. Um, She came in. She was like, I heard you were here for five days. Like, I just want to see what's going on. And then when I showed her how I was drinking the water, she's like, well, that's why you're here so long. Cause you're not supposed to take it like a shot. You're supposed to take sips. Once I took sips, I was fine. Well, like yeah. completely fine. Yeah, so after that, I was fine. I went home. The pain wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I think I anticipated, like, a sharp pain in my stomach or, like, something stabbing me. The pain really wasn't bad at all. I don't even think I took the pain medicine that they gave me, like, at all. But when once I got home, I could not eat. I didn't really drink. I slept probably, like, 18 hours out of 24 hours a day because I just could not get anything down. I remember eating, like, mm. 30, I think it was 35 calories a day for, like, the first six months. Like that was all I, I, it took me less than four months to hit my goal weight and get 20 pounds under that. So by month four, I was already 148 pounds. Wow. That's crazy. Well, you weren't getting anything. So how old are you? uh, So right now I'm 24. I was 20. I was, I was 20 when I had, I was really young. I was really, really young. Um, He said I was one of his youngest patients he had. So um, that's why you doctor- can sleep all day. I wish I could sleep like that. Oh, I yeah, would do anything was- to sleep past 530 in the morning. That would be so oh, awesome. I, can- I enjoy my sleep. I, I've, I'm a, I have really bad insomnia sometimes. So when I can sleep, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but back yeah. then, I was sleeping so much. But I was sleeping because if I figured if I was sleeping, I wouldn't have to eat or drink. 
because I was just scared at that point. And then obviously when the weight started coming off, I was like, wow, I'm getting skinny really fast. So I wanted to stick with eating those 35. It was literally a half of an Activia yogurt. That's what I was eating. For the Nothing whole day. else. For the whole day. That Wow. that was it. Grandma, I was staying with my grandparents at the time. She was like, you have to eat. And then probably I want to say month three, I had in November. January was the first time I passed out. I started passing out once a week. It was bad. I was basically like skin and bone. My my thighs didn't even touch anymore. Um, so then I went home. I had to call my bariatric team. They put me in therapy with that bariatric therapist. I did not have a good experience with my therapist. She was very, um, what's a nice word to say? I think she was too personally involved with her patients. Like she was just over the line. She had no professionalism. Um, they actually diagnosed with anorexia and she flipped her hair back and said that boys don't think it's cute with girls with anorexia. Wow, she said that? Yes. And that was our last session. And I told her how it was and told her off and I walked out and I never saw her again. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, yeah, she was not nice. She was very rude. I don't even know if she still works at my practice, but I hope she doesn't because she did not help me whatsoever. It was really, a, it was a weird, really weird experience with her. That's the only way I could describe it. So But what, my, what changed your food plan from that half of Activia or the yogurt So, to... so after that, I met with, I think I met with my dietitian one more time and I was basically telling her like, I cannot eat anything. I'm struggling. Food repulsed me. And she said it was just in my head. So there was really not like, it wasn't my body rejecting anything. It was really just like in my head. Um, so I kind of just went along with it. I passed out probably six or seven more times after that. The last time I passed out, I hit my head really, really hard. And they found me in the bathroom. Like, my legs were, like, sticking out of the bathroom door. So I went to the hospital, and I always had the same doctor. I guess it was, like, always the same time of day. I always had the same emergency room doctor. And she basically looked at me in the eye and said, listen, your organs are going to start failing. She did my blood work. She's like, everything is insanely low. She's like, I don't even know how you're still kicking right now. Like, you need to eat. If not, we're going to have to put a feeding tube in. And I was like, all right. I think that was, like, a mental check to me. And I was like, all right, let me try it again. So I think I started eating crab. <laughs> I started eating crab legs. That was my protein intake for probably a good month and a half, which just boiled crab legs. Hey, Nothing I, on it. I love crab. So yeah. Yeah. I Oh, that. I love crab. I, that was the only thing I was eating. Um, it got expensive because obviously because I kept pissing out, I wasn't allowed to drive. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't drive for probably like five months or so. So Wow. yeah, I would just eat crab legs Um, what else was my go-to? Um, I was eating carrots a lot. The carrots ended up actually really making me sick. Broccoli, I really would, was eating a lot. Broccoli put me in the hospital with gas pain. Didn't know it was gas pain. I literally passed out at work. Because, <laughs> like, Hey, no, I've been in the emergency room for gas pain before. oh, my God. You feel like you're dying. I haven't eaten broccoli since. I mean, <laughs> you feel. That was, like, four years ago. It's bad. Oh, It's my painful. gosh. Yes, it's painful. It was, yeah, it was, like, in my shoulder, and then it went back to my back, and I was like, oh, my God. I, it was terrible. I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. But, yeah, I really just kind of ate crab legs for the most part and then slowly started introducing, like, new foods. I remember eating, like, a low-carb bread. I would eat, like, a slice of bread, and I would eat half of it just to get something in me. Uh, my grandma started making me protein shakes, which really helped a lot. Did you have a problem with anorexia before your bariatric surgery? 
No, I okay, had okay. binge eating. I had been, which is. That's, no, I was a binge I, eater. I get it. Yeah. It's just yeah, funny. They diagnose you with that after surgery and put that label, you know what I mean? And I don't, yeah. I was just curious, like how they yeah, that came about. The therapist, that's what, she, yeah, that's what she diagnosed me with. Um, they said that it was like a different word. It was like, what was it called? It's like basically a bariatric version of anorexia, but huh. it, it was basically anorexia. But she also, she diagnosed me, but then she was mean about it. So like after that, I never went back to therapy after that ever. Like I actually just started yeah. therapy again for the first time in five years because she traumatized me. Wow. So, um, yeah, but before that she had actually diagnosed me with binge eating disorder before, like during my psych tests and she, she still let me have surgery. So now that I'm older, I'm like, no, like you shouldn't have let me have surgery. Like you shouldn't let me get treatment. And mm-hmm. then said, once you get treatment and you can get past this, then you can have bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. She just said, promise me you won't binge and I will pass you. And I was like, okay. What was I going to say? Well, I was yeah, so excited. I, mean, right? yeah. I was so excited to have the surgery. And I, at that point I kind of was on a healthy track with my binging. I wasn't binging as bad um, because I was still seeing the dietitian. They were still tracking my weight. I had lost like 30 pounds before. Was it 30? Yeah. About around 30 pounds before I had surgery. So my highest mm. was 255. And then the day of surgery, I was 222. Okay. So I had lost a decent amount of weight, but yeah, it was just a, the whole recovery process was really frustrating and it it was, it was hard. It was hard. And on top of that, what made it a hundred times worse was I kept it a secret from everyone. Only my, at the time, only my grandparents knew my mom and my best friend at the time. No one else knew. Wow. So it's, yeah. Keeping it a secret, I think was like. No yeah. community. You had no community to no. talk to or anything. No, no. And back then, I don't think bariatric surgery was really that popular like it is now and like accepted. Like back then, people, if you heard someone had weight loss surgery, they're going to drag you for taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my dad did the same thing. When I told my dad I was having this surgery, that's the first thing he said was that you're taking the easy way out. So, you know, that's just how people view it. People that don't struggle with their weight, they don't care. They don't. They don't view it as anything as, oh, you're, I can go work out right now, but you have to go have surgery. Yeah. No, I got it. It's tough. It's tough. So that was four years ago. Yes. How are you eating now? Do you still have binging problems or you've pretty much? Yes. Yes and no. Um, So throughout the last couple of years, I've definitely fluctuated. I've had so many different body sizes in the last four years. It's actually insane. I feel like that's something people don't talk about. Like, you're not going to be the same weight the entire time after you have surgery. Like, I know me, I fluctuate at least 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, every so my first year, I got down to 148. Once I started actually eating again, I got back up to 155. So, then I was officially like 100 pounds down. Um, I kept 155 for a while, and then I had started drinking alcohol again. Mm-hmm. and because I was young so I was 20 and then I turned 21 in August so as soon as I turned 21 I started drinking so I would only drink like vodka waters and stuff but it's the weight you know it makes the weight you blow and alcohol is alcohol it's got a lot of sugar in it regardless so yeah. I did end up fluctuating um I started eating pretty normal well my normal um but yeah no I didn't have like a significant weight gain right now I'm about 
165. So I am a little bit heavier than I was back then, but I'm a lot healthier, a lot healthier. Cause now I cook my meals. I wasn't a, I didn't cook back then. So I would like go to like fast food options, you know, mm-hmm. but now I cook. So right now I'm fine. If I stress a little bit, I can catch myself binging sometimes, but it's not like when I was 255 pounds. Yeah. Obviously my stomach, my stomach can't fit that much still, but I can still eat probably a full meal. So I know a lot of people can't, I can eat a full I meal now. Cannot. I no? I I'm grossed out just thinking about food. Sometimes I get grossed out thinking about food. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think I finally accepted my relationship with food. Maybe it's because I'm in therapy, but I, fi- I think I finally accepted like it's okay to have a good relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to. Fe- I don't have to feel bad if I eat something that I probably shouldn't eat because it's going to even out anyway. You know, because I don't eat that much throughout the day. Um, I'm not really like a breakfast person or anything. So like I'm a snacker and a grazer. So I can graze all day long and not have meals and I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're drinking. Um, oh, um, I drink. You, I have oh, that's your water bottle. bottle. Yeah. But about 30 of these. Every month I reward myself with a new water bottle. I actually have no room for any more water bottles. Because <laughs> I have yeah. so many of them. But I always have water. I always keep hydrated because I noticed after I had surgery, if I don't hit my water goal, I pass out. And I get so sick if I don't drink enough water. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's something I always keep up on is my liquids. I'm also a drink person. So, I, I like, enjoy drinking different drinks. Like, I have, like, a bunch of, like, sugar-free syrups I put in my water sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make it look fun. But that's something I always keep up on. So, what's your favorite drink right now to make? Like, a sweet drink, like, a with your flavor? I use it. the Skinny Syrup Strawberry and peach and i put some ice water in there and i add some fresh lemons and limes so good it's so good it sounds good yeah so good good. honestly for a while i was drinking those sonic waters i saw them on tiktok and i saw this one creator post it and i had to go and for like a month straight i was getting sonic water and then i figured out i could just buy the syrups myself and now that i make them at home Yeah, I I listened to uh, Taking My Life Back at 42 mm-hmm. on TikTok. And, and, um, I follow her. She's now on uh, Instagram. But um, um, I just love her recipes, dude. It's just like. So good. So yeah, good. they taste so good. Like, oh, I just. I, I'm totally. I love making my water fancy. I mean, I'm a bartender, too. So I don't, I'm not a drinker anymore. I don't drink at all anymore. I'm okay. completely sober. Okay. So if I can make my water into like a fancy mocktail, I'll do it anytime day. <laughs> I think if, you know, you know, because we can't eat that much and because we can't drink that much, I think it's pretty when you make your plate, like, because it's only a little bit, but yep. I'll put yep. like a little garnish or a little, just to make it. Pretty, oh, I do the same thing. Just I so do it the same feels thing. special. Like yeah, I made um, protein pudding. Uh-huh the other day and I had I found a gluten-free crust and I I made the protein pudding with pro care protein powder and um I put it in there I used uh my husband wanted lemon so I thought I'll do the lemon and so I did the lemon and then I put a little whipped cream and then like Mm -hmm. a little garnet and it's just it's just cute it's just just because it's all you can get you might as well like enjoy it with your eyes, because you're definitely not really going to enjoy it with your mouth, because you only get a bite. Right. 
So. Oh, 100%. I love making my dishes look cute. I I strive for that. Whenever yeah. I enjoy cooking, though, now that I'm older, I actually really enjoy cooking. I like doing the fun recipes. So I kind of make it fun for myself. And then I just make my boyfriend the giant plate, and I have the. We go, we have pasta and stuff. He has his plate, and I have my little designated pasta bowl. It's like this big. <laughs> yeah. I amount of pasta and it's the perfect amount every time um so what's your go-to protein right now whether it's a protein powder or drink or like an actual meat or i always go for chicken or... i think chicken and i've been drinking the fair life um chocolate milk it's like 30 grams of protein mm-hmm. i have been drinking those like every day but i think honestly i crave chicken 24 7 24 7 I crave chicken so I'm always trying to make something different with chicken I got a crock pot so I'm always throwing stuff in my crock pot mm-hmm. it's kind of just it's the easiest thing to do um protein wise I used to drink um what's it called isopure Iso- I don't know how to say it. it's like isopure yeah yeah isopure. uh-huh yeah yes yeah. so that's another thing I got the it was like the one that had no flavor in it my yeah. grandma would buy that for me when I was first in my recovery and would put it in everything <laughs> you can't taste it like it's so good not at all no not at all she's put it like mashed potatoes for me she would put it even in like my water and stuff like we put it in everything just to get my protein in because i needed time um i put that in my um like my morning oatmeal Mm -hmm. i'm a big oatmeal girl so i always put tons of protein in my oatmeal and i also put my collagen in my um oatmeal because it has like 11 grams of protein so i just add that in and it's like 40 calories yeah so good so what about so your good. hair? I can see you have a shit ton of hair. Did you ever, yeah. did you lose your hair? Or- I, oh my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So in 2019 was probably my bald era. I had no hair. So I had, when I had surgery, I dyed my hair. My natural color is like a dirty blonde. So I got an ombre right before surgery because I was always bleach blonde. I had hmm. always like, I was always bleaching my hair. I said, I don't think I can do this because I know that I could probably lose my hair. So I ended up getting yeah. an ombre. So basically, the only thing I had to worry about was the bottom of my hair. So I didn't have to do my hair for a whole year, which was nice because I lost all of it. Uh, it was coming out in chunks in the shower. I remember oh. my girl, like, like, I was clogging the shower because of how much hair. And, like, I would just, like, be brushing my hair and clumps. And cl- I just cried because of how much hair was falling out. It was, it was so sad. Um, it mm-hmm. took me, like, two and a half, three years for it to come back. Because my first year post-op, I had no hair. Um, it's actually, my hair is not even back to how thick it was before surgery. But it's Girl, definitely. You have. Yeah. I have a lot of hair. So much. <laughs> my, family has, my family has really thick hair. We all have really thick hair. Um, but I grew my hair out. So my hair is down to like almost near my butt. It's like a little bit, like probably like five inches away from my butt. Um, that took me five years. <laughs> I couldn't get mine to grow. It's end out. Um, I'm in this June. I'll be uh, two years. Okay. Okay. I can't Um, believe I've been. Collagen. Yeah. I just, here's my problem. I'm going to say it. And this is 99.9% of all of our problems. Um, I'm not consistent. (laughs) I'll remember one day. I feel bad. And then I'll forget the next day yep. or it gets put yeah. up 
where <clears throat> that's how I am with my vitamins. I'm so <clears throat> bad with my vitamins. I'm so bad with my vitamins. I've tried the patches because like I just I can't keep up with my vitamins. My collagen though, I keep I like matcha. Matcha is also like one of my favorite drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, I just throw my collagen right in there. I throw it in everything. Sometimes I even throw it in like my mashed potato. Like if I make mashed potatoes at home, I throw it in there. Boyfriend has no idea. It's just he's getting his collagen and I'm getting my collagen because I throw that right in there because it ends up dissolving, so you don't taste anything. I know. I just I my hair is like dry. <laughs> it's like brittle. Mm -hmm. It looks that's like how mine was. Looks like mine shit. when it would be down. Yeah, when it would be down because I had blonde tips, like it was like mm -hmm. a blonde gray. You could just see right through my hair, and it would take me ten minutes to straighten my hair. It would take me three hours before surgery to straighten my hair. Now I'm back to like, I'm like maybe at like an hour and a half, two hours now if I have to dry it. But ten minutes, I actually didn't mind that back then. Ten minutes it was a breeze, but then I'm like, I have no hair. Yeah. So like my bun, my buns did not look like this. It was probably like twenty. That's a lot like, of hair, girl. I'm so jealous. Like, yeah, <laughs> my hair. It. I mean, I have it up too, but it's it's just. Um, I'm struggling, but I'm just trying it was, to get through it's it. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. I think I noticed my hair growing back around. Through, I don't know. 2019, I had no hair. 2020, honestly, I think like a little bit at the end of 2020, my hair started to grow back a lot, and I had dyed it black because COVID hit and the salons weren't open, and I was like, you know what? We're just going to go with black because I don't want to put bleach in it. We're just mm -hmm. going to do black dye. And I've been had black hair since 2020, so three years now. I haven't had any problems with it, any problems with it at all. So did you take something that really made a difference in your hair growth that you could share with us that we can go out collagen. and buy it right now? <laughs> so, the yes. so the college that I've been buying for like the last three years is from Trader Joe's. Um, collagen, I think it's called Great. I think it's called Great Lakes. Um, I suggest it to everyone. Even my hairdresser, I was telling her last time I was there, she's like, my hair's so like, brittle and thin. And I told her, I said, go get this collagen. I said, I will go buy it for you. Like, I live off this collagen. Like, it's the only thing that I noticed that actually made a difference in my hair. Even if I don't use it consistently, it still does its job. Even with, like, it made my nail. My nails were really brittle back then after surgery. I don't know if that's, like, I don't know, maybe because I wasn't, I wasn't eating and I was, like, mm -hmm. malnourished. My nails were so brittle. Yep. Is that that's it? it? Okay. That's I'm trying it. to get it in the camera. <laughs> that's it. Okay. It's so good. So good. And honestly, I think the most effective way for me to get it in is in the like my breakfast. That's the easiest way. Because I only have to eat it really once a day. I only eat it once a day. Sometimes two. But my breakfast oats and my oatmeal, I throw that right in there. If it helps. I I don't know. I, I, really would, I would buy anything. If, I, I mean, I bought... Um, I tried the nano beads. I've had mm -hmm. the hot hot heads, tape ins, the nano beads. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got a halo. You know the little. It's got this little plastic band yes. that kind yes. of sits on your head. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm gonna try I that one. I don't I know. Do. I do. That never worked for me because it used to like get tangled in my hair. But I swear by that collagen. That's I never really took biotin or anything like after surgery. I took my multivitamin, which I don't. That doesn't do anything. But I swear by yeah. that collagen. I swear that's what made my hair so thick. I have to go like every three months to get it thinned out because of how thick it is. No, don't do it. Don't don't let them think. You know, I remember being younger <laughs> in my 30s 
before uh-huh. I got breast cancer and I remember I'd get my haircut and they would be like, do you want me to thin it out? Or, and I was like, mm-hmm. sure. I don't know what that, sure. Do whatever, you know, right. but I think of that now, like now they look at my hair, like, oh, your hair is so thin. Okay. We can, we can fix, we can work with it. It's like, damn, I have fallen. So it's easy for me to do it every three months or so, because even right now I'm starting to get a headache. This gives me a headache. And when it's really like long and down. So what, what brought you to having a problem with food and obesity like what what brought you to bariatrics like do you know what your cause was or so I grew up fat from I think my first memory was like when I was seven I got tortured for being fat my entire life like it was actually really bad I lived in Philly for a while and then I moved to Jersey once I moved to Jersey that's when I realized I was like different than the other kids and I was bigger because these kids tortured me like no other every single day they were torturing me they when I was younger they would physically abuse me like the I had two kids push me down one time and sit on me with a chair because I look like a marshmallow um I literally had four bruises on my back from the chair my mom would go to the school and be like my daughter's getting bullied for her weight like you guys need to do something they yeah. told me I need to learn street smarts they told me I had to learn street smarts my teachers never defended me I always had teachers that were definitely fat phobic I feel like because I was always the odd one out and they always didn't matter what I did I was always wrong and if people picked on me they just let them or they didn't hear it or they didn't see it yeah yeah um so yeah I definitely it wasn't until I grew no where'd I go I moved to New York for a year for college um I could not walk the class I lived one stop away from my class and I would rarely take the subway because I couldn't walk up the hill to get to class without being out of breath like I would be drenched in sweat by the time I got to class and it was a seven minute walk and like even in the subway I would be standing there and I'm like I am taking up so much space right now it's not even funny like I just there was like simple tastes that I couldn't do yeah and I was like this is a problem and I was in the gym I used to go to the gym pretty often and it just did nothing for me but also I wasn't eating that great either so that could have been a mix of it but then when I started eating better the weight still didn't come off and I always thought maybe it was my thyroid because my whole family has thyroid problems. All mm-hmm. the women in my family have gotten their thyroids taken out. So I always thought maybe it was that. But then, like, there is other women um, in my family that are also plus size. Or they were. They are plus size now. Um, and the weight doesn't come off them either. So I don't know if it's maybe my genetics. I think it was a mix of my genetics, my eating habits. Um, but, yeah, I was always, I was always the big girl. Always the big girl. So... When I did all my dieting, I even had personal trainers. I remember my first memory in the gym, I was 10 years old. Now that I'm 24, I'm like, that is not normal. Like, my dad would send me to the gym. He had to sign a waiver because of how young I was. Like, that wasn't even legal back then. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Not Like, I think as I got older, I'm just like, all those, like, everyone's actions, because I was fat, were, like, absolutely absurd. Yeah. Absurd. You don't realize at the the time how, you know, not normal that is to, you know. Right, um, right. It isn't until you talk about it out loud and people are like, um, that's not, that's not normal, like, at all. Um, but I started to get, I had high cholesterol right before surgery. Um, I was on borderline pre-diabetic. My sugar was crazy. 
Um, so after that, I was like, you know what? I said, this is just the jump I have to take. And I did it. And I don't regret it anymore. I think then I regretted it during my recovery. Like that first year was really rough for me. Um, but I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Not at all. Do you tell people all the time now that you had? Yeah. Do you talk 100%. about it more now? hundred percent. I think the first time I was open about it was on TikTok. And that was my first video I posted that went viral was January of 20 or February of 2021. Cause it was right after I had my plastic surgery. I had skin removal surgery. So then I was like, you know what? We're just going to be open about it now because one, who do I have to impress? Who's going to judge me that I know? Because yeah. I'm 20 at the time I was 23. So I was like, I'm 23 years old. I don't really care what anyone else thinks anymore. You know, yeah. I think back then when I had, I was 20, I had only been out of high school for two years and I was so worried about what everyone else was going to say because every little thing I did growing up always got nitpicked because, you know, um, the fact I was fat girl in my school, they called me the pretty fat girl. So oh, no, I hate yeah. that. Or, yeah. or the fat girl with the pretty face mm-hmm. always got those comments, but there comes a point where it's like, you know, I did what I did. It really has no effect on anyone else's lives besides mine. So I don't know why I was embarrassed yeah. to begin with. I'm actually embarrassed that I was so embarrassed to even talk about it, like, way back when. Um, But even on TikTok, when I posted it, I was nervous. I had so much anxiety. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And, like, I remember people asking me when I first lost weight, like, that first year. They would ask me how I did it, and I would kind of fib, and I'd be like, oh, I just, like, worked out and watched what I ate. Because, like, I didn't want to say, oh, I had weight loss surgery. Because even now, if I say, oh, yeah, I had weight loss surgery, I still get the look. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's just crazy that they they still will say that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I actually had, I had met, not met, but I had saw someone I hadn't seen since I was like 15 or 16. This was a couple weeks ago. And I saw them and she was like, oh, my God, I didn't even recognize you. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a long time. And she's like, the last time I saw you, you were blonde. And with her hands went like, I was like a big. And I'm like. I was like, um, oh no. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, was that necessary? And like, I know she wasn't being malicious about it, but I was just like, you don't do that. Cause if I grew up skinny, would you be like, I remember when you were skinny, they wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one's going to say, no one's going to say that. But because I grew up fat, people were like, oh yeah, I remember when you were big or when you were fat or when, before mm-hmm. you lost your weight. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think people, you know, you just have to listen to them and then just say whatever and just don't yeah i mean the way i think of it is if they pay my bills if you pay my bills and you want to pay them say whatever you want but you're not paying my bills so yeah so regardless your opinion really has nothing to do with me you know i think people are just so obsessed with everyone's weight i don't know this just generation is just very like odd with that like i never understood like if someone gained weight and i noticed i'm never gonna be like oh you gain weight but people do that so often now, they don't even care. They just say whatever they want. And I just don't know how it concerns their lives if someone's gaining or losing weight. I never understood that. I had a 20-pound weight gain since I've had plastic surgery. That's the first thing everyone pointed out. And in my head, I'm like, why does it matter? You're not the one shopping for me. I'm the one shopping for my new clothes because I can't fit in my old jeans. But yeah. regardless, it's like it's not anyone's business, you know? I never understood that. People are just so obsessed with weight. It's social social media, honestly. It really is. It's it's not really that we're obsessed with the weight. We're obsessed with the number. 
and we're obsessed with what we think that number is going to is going to how it's going to make us feel. Right. Right. So we want to get there for those reasons. So and then right. when we get the number after weight loss surgery or however we lost weight, uh-huh. it's you realize that it didn't make you feel the way you thought it would make you feel. It didn't fix right. all your problems, you know? No. Yeah. No. And so, yeah. No, when I had weight loss surgery, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have the best time of my life. And then mm-hmm. when I had it, I'm like, this did not, it changed my numbers and my weight and my pant size, but it didn't change nothing in my head. Mm-hmm. If anything, it made me struggle more. I had, I had so much social anxiety after surgery. I had it before surgery, but I'm like going out in public. I'm like, oh my God, like, are they going to think I look fat? Like, do I look fat right now? Even when I was like this big, like I always had that mindset. And now I'm just like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Say whatever you want. Cause I don't care now. Like even with my scale, I think I finally came to a point in my life where I learned the scale is going to move every day. No matter what you eat, what you do, there's, there's always going to be a different number. And I noticed I've had numbers where it was higher and my stomach was flatter and there's numbers where I'm lower and my stomach looks like it's a little bloated. Either way, it really just goes by how your clothes fit and how your mm-hmm. body looks. Either then, this is the first time in my life I think I haven't stressed about my weight. Even after gaining 20 pounds, I have no, I don't care. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm healthy. I know I'm healthy. So that's all I care about. Well, what size pants were you wearing before and what size pants you wear now? I was a size, my biggest size was a 22, but right before surgery, I was a size 20, I believe. I was a 20. And now I am in, it really depends where I go. Um, I'm actually still learning which pants I should wear because I had my skin removal surgery. So none of my pants fit me from before surgery. Like the fronts were all stretched out from where all my extra skin was. Um, but right now I can fit comfortably in a size 12 from like Old Navy. But then there's some places where I can fit in a size 10. So I fluctuate between like a size 10 and 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so weird how before <laughs> surgery, you know, like I said, we, we, we want that number. We're fixated on that number or that I want to be size uh-huh. six pants or whatever, yeah. whatever your pants are, your shirt or whatever. Yeah. But then when you actually have the surgery and you start to lose weight, you gain that mental freedom of that yep. food obsession and I don't know. There's something mentally that happens. I think that we just, it's not right. about the number anymore. It's, it's not about a size pan. It's not, it's not about that anymore. It's about, I want to be healthy and I want to feel good in my body. And I, I, I just, I want to be happy and, right. you know, and so that's what we kind of strive for. It's not really about the number anymore. It's, it's weird no. how that changes for us. hundred percent. Cause I used to stress about my gene size. I remember being in like high school and these girls are in size like double zeros, twos, fours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could never fit in those sizes. Now that I'm older, I'm like, does it really matter? It really doesn't matter. As long as the pant fits you, like I can fit in a size between a size small and a large. It mm-hmm. really just depends on the company of the clothing. I think that's something that young girls don't realize. So many things run. I could go to Old Navy and fit in a size 12 between different places, depending on the cut of the pant. And I have some shirts that are large and I have some shirts that are small. It really just depends. Mm. Yeah, it's Honestly. weird how the, the <laughs> sizes. I think I posted a picture of a bunch of pair of pants and they were all the same size, but they all look completely different. I can't believe every time we start recording with somebody and I'm just enjoying it, 
it's already been an hour. Like, yeah, I don't know how. I know. I hate that. I hate that. Um, <laughs> but when I got to do dishes, it oh, takes me all day. Long. It takes forever. Yep. I hate oh, it. Oh, girl, I hate doing dishes. That's my least favorite <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I know. <right>? But what, <laughs> what advice would you give for someone else who is thinking about bariatric surgery and you know do you have any advice you'd give for somebody else that's had it or that you wish you could hear if I would think back and I had to think back on everything I wish I did more research and I wish I prepared myself more not like like you said in the beginning you really can't prepare yourself for something like that but I wish I I wish I planned it out better And I just wish I, like, I knew what was going to happen, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't know my recovery was going to be that rough, you know. But my recovery all stemmed from my mental health, which I think your mental health is probably the most important thing. Like, you need to make sure your mental health is healthy and ready to make such a commitment because it's a lifelong commitment. Like, even the silliest things, like not being able to drink water while I eat, that took me years to adjust to. This is probably the first year where I, this is probably the first year where I can actually, like, I'm like, all right, I can't drink anything. And if I do, I put an ice cube in my mouth so I don't throw up. Because I had so many trial trial and errors just trying to, like, figure out, like, how much water I can drink. Just because, like, I was that person that would eat something and just down a water bottle. Mm. So, like, just, like, small stuff like that. Like, that's a big adjustment. But do do your research because, you know, and make sure you find good surgeons that have good teams because – like I said, I had a really unfortunate time with my therapist. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't go to the bariatric therapist that they have with your team, you can go find another bariatric therapist or even any other therapist yeah. and just get that help. Because I wish I prioritized my mental health way back when, because I think I wouldn't have had such a hard time. Yeah. I, th- I think that that really does matter. I, uh, I think mine was right around COVID. Mm-hmm. So I had to do everything online and, um, okay. so I started using better help and I, I just really love them. Well, I'm so glad you stopped by, you know, you wanted, you know, wanted to share your story. I think it's important. And, um, we're having the girlfriend's cruise in October. If you want to do that one instead, I was looking at that. You know what? I might have to pop out for that one. I think I might have to. <laughs> yeah. And people are registering Two two ladies just registered today. So oh, it's wow. like, I, I'm not even posting. So it's, I, I appreciate right. it, but, um, I'm, I'm trying to, it's our first bariatric cruise this year, our first cruises. Right. So I'm just trying to iron it out and get right. it, get it yeah. just right. And we got a new website. I don't know if you saw it. I'm super proud of it. I have so. to look. I don't remember. I, I got to look. I don't remember last time I was on the website, but I do remember the app thing that you had. Yes. Was, so we have our yeah. new community mm-hmm. app. It's free. Yeah, like Go check it out. It's totally free. And I'm just, I'm super excited to finally get to meet you. Cause I think we've messaged back and forth like 50 yes, times. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I kept getting sick and then something would come up and yeah. everything was happening, but I'm glad we finally got to. Yeah. It was nice. Like I said, I wish I had all this back then. That's all. Oh, you remember the thing you said? That's another thing. Don't hide it from anyone. I would not suggest hiding nothing. If anything, find all the support groups you can, because I wish I didn't have to go through it alone when I went through it. Yeah. 
no, I got you. Yeah. I, I, and I'm the same way. I was in a small town. I didn't have yep. any support. I didn't know anybody who had bariatric surgery. I was like mm-hmm. stuck in a town with my military husband who was deployed mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything. And so yeah. it, that's no fun. So definitely get it's on TikTok. Yeah, it's a lonely process when you have to do it alone and you don't really have to do it alone, especially nowadays. It's so normalized. So many people are doing it. Um, and it's a lot more accepted nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Gina. So <laughs> glad that you came on and shared with us. I appreciate you. And I'm so glad I got to have this opportunity. It was so much fun. Yes. <laughs> the hour yes. So fast. Yeah. I didn't expect it to go that fast. I know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later, Gina. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, Please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.